Hey guys, I'm just going to start by uh, clearing it up. I want to apologize to Tua. I didn't mean any disrespect. I made a lighthearted, lighthearted comment about me playing quarterback. I think he's a good player. He's humble. Uh, he approaches the game the right way. And uh, he made game-winning plays to beat us, and, and they won the game. And I'm not no sore loser. Or I just don't want to – I don't hate on players in the league. I have a lot of respect for players in this league. I've been in this league, and uh, he's doing it the right way. So I wish him the best. And I want him to know I, there's no disrespect there or any bad beef there. Just a, a comment that, uh, you know, went the wrong way. And I was trying to be funny, and it wasn't funny. I don't want to disrespect him. On another note, congrats on the uh, nomination. What's that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, the nomination's awesome, man. Um, you know, I've been doing work for a lot of years, and uh, and I, I didn't, I wasn't doing it for the nomination. I just kind of was working in my own circles uh, with people and uh, trying to make a difference and trying to make the world a better place. And to be uh, noticed for that and recognized for that, not trying to get it, I think is the coolest feeling. So I'm proud. I'm honored to, to be the nominee for the Giants. I really want to win it. And I really want to win it for, you know, the animal people out there. I mentioned there's a lot of people that do shelter work, uh, volunteer, uh, dedicate their life to that, don't make a lot of money, uh, pet owners. There's a lot of good people out there that love animals. And I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think I'll be the first person with, a, with an animal cause as a main cause to win that award. I mean, I do work with uh, kids and police reform as well. But, you know, to highlight the animal people, I really, I really want to win it for them and, and uh, support them and give them notice. How is this? Uh, how's this trip been going? It's been going. It's been going well, man. I think uh, it was good to get away, reset our minds a little bit. I think we had a really spirited practice today. Two hours in the pads, getting after it, um, having some some of their team out here watching us, you know, play uh, at the highest level, and having some kids warm up with us. It's really cool. Giants fans all over the place. We got a great fan base. But it's been a really good week, kind of training camp mentality of just hanging out in the hotel room, watching film, going to the basketball game together, going to dinners together. Um, so it's been really good just to get around the guys and, and support our guys. How was, uh, how was Daniel at throwing interceptions? Uh, not too good. They're hard to get off him. Um, nah, that's DJ, man. DJ's the ultimate teammate, the ultimate competitor, doing what he can do. And if that's what he can do right now, he throws a great deep ball. And uh, we're going to have to go track it. Justin Herbert has one of the strongest arms I've seen on tape. I mean, his arm talent's ridiculous. He makes field outs field corner routes, he rolls to the right, throws the ball all the way across the field. And not too many quarterbacks in the league do that, and we don't see that week in and week out. So we definitely need to get to work, and Daniel did a good job of giving us that. Daniel has that type of arm. So we did a good job of you know, getting, getting a look. But I think Daniel's service and his teammates, I think great teammates, a way to you know, describe Daniel Jones. Is it hard to kind of reconcile that he's able to basically physically do everything, but he's still not cleared to? I mean, a lot of people can do a lot of things, but doctors say you can't take a hit. I mean, that's what the doctors say. I mean, you got to protect. I mean, you got to do what's best for him. And I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm sure when he's cleared for contact, he'll be cleared to go. But if there's harm there, you're talking about a neck, a brain, those type of injuries, those aren't things to play with. What do you but, think when you hear that, uh, you know, you're playing this team, you know, what kind of passing attack they are and Keenan Allen might not play. Mike Williams, who knows how that goes? How yeah. do you, what goes through your head? How do you approach that? What do you... I mean, we have to prepare for Keenan Allen to play. I mean, I, I, I know Keenan. I've been playing against him for years. My second year in the league as a Patriots, we put Darrell Revis on Keenan Allen, and that was eight years ago. And he's, still been, he's been that guy for that many years. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. It, it drastically changes whether he plays or not. Uh, we're definitely going to uh, – we have packages to prepare for Keenan Allen, and we'll prepare for that. And if he's not there, that's good news. 
and we'll do the best we can. But they have other guys. I mean, close contacts. We got to assume Mike Williams is going to play and Chris Harris is going to play. For Keenan, you know, I've had COVID. I, I wish wish him the best. It's nothing to joke about or play about. So I just wish him the best in his recovery. And whether he plays or not, that's just the protocols and how he's feeling. But um, to, to say that doesn't impact things would be an understatement. He's a he's a very impactful receiver. And he's the most targeted receiver on third down in NFL for a reason. What were you told about the What were you told about the chances of testing out? I mean, it's, I, I saw. T.J. Watt did it this week, but it seems like it's so rare. What, what were you kind of told on that? It's I mean, like I, Joe kept saying, oh, you know, maybe he could test out. Yeah, maybe, who knows? Um, it's, uh, you know, I think it's everything we're all learning about. It's, it's something that we're all learning about, nothing I could prepare for in my career. Um, if you have COVID, I think it's, it's not too likely, but you have a viral load. When you test, they show your viral load. And the lower the number is, the more you have it. So it's actually backwards. The higher that number is, the closer you get to testing out. So I felt like the last couple of days I was, uh, I was close to testing out, and I did get two negative tests uh, in time for the game. But, you know, they're, they're worried about – and there's a whole other thing of whether you're asymptomatic or symptomatic. So because I had symptoms, I had then had to do a three-day ramp-up, which I didn't know about. It's only reported that you have two, two negative tests and you're back to playing. So I had two negative tests. I was ready to get back to play, and then we ran into a whole – was he asymptomatic? Was he symptomatic? So I don't know what what these guys are, symptomatic, asymptomatic, viral loads. That was all news to me. I was just talking about your situation. Yeah, so uh, I, I feel like it's hard to I feel like it's hard to test out, uh, honestly, in 10 days, especially if you, if you have to do a ramp up. Well, and, uh, you talked about uh, kind of a training camp vibe a little bit, basketball games, dinners. You said you had a good two-hour practice. I mean, um, this is unusual, you know, this, where this is late in the season. I mean, are you kind of interested or concerned about – that quick pivot out of this beautiful thing, and then you know you got to play a really hot team, you know, in LA. About no, I think this gives us the best uh, chance and preparation to beat LA. I mean, we, we get out, we're not practicing the snow, you know, on 33 degrees, and then going to SoFi. It's a it's a warmer place. I played there last year. It's like a it's, it's a greenhouse. It's really hot on that field. Believe it or not, in there, and um, so I think this gives us the best for good weather and just the time to really. Um, adjust the things we need to adjust and make the improvements we need to improve to win the games down the stretch. And I'm familiar with it. The Patriots have done this for years. I've done it all four years, and the Patriots have taken a trip out west if you have those type of games and the schedule allows. So it just gives you the best preparation in the weather that we can potentially play in these last two games. Logan, what do you think, what do you think is, are the best signs of progress in your team and organization? Like if the wins aren't coming regularly, but what are you seeing as a team leader that things are going in the right direction? And you guys are making progress and making strides, like as a defense, as a team. Yeah, I mean, look, it's all it's all judged on the scoreboard. But at the end of the day, people's attitudes and mindsets, and uh, at practice every day, you look guys in the eyes every day. As a leader, it's my job to inspire and rally guys and encourage guys to do it the right way and tell them some stories of what I've learned and what helped for me and leaders I learned from, from the past. But we talk about this league; it's a players' league, and locker rooms dictate a lot of things in this league. And, we just don't have a locker room who's given up. We don't have a locker room who's splintered. We don't have a locker room who's saying, man, what's the point? We got a locker room that's fighting and scratching and clawing. And obviously you want the results on Sundays, and that's what we're judged on in this league. So you want your, your progress is based on the results, honestly. But there's also a process to get those results. And you can't win a game if you don't go through the process the right way. You, you have no chance of being a team that's a championship team, a playoff team, if you don't go through uh, a certain way you practice, a certain way you carry yourself, a certain way you have accountability. And I just don't feel like those are the issues that we have on the team right now. So I think it's execution 
and you got to work on execution and practice.